my name is Gabriella Jose Irwin, and I am one of your Donegal Town Youth Councillors. And who are you? I am Ryan Buchanan, and I'm also one of your Donegal Youth Councillors. Very, very happy to be here today. So this is our Donegal Youth Council Youth Voice podcast. With a name at a later date. Yes, we will come up with a better name. Apologies for the very long one. Welcome to our first episode. The first and one of many, many to come to give voice to the youth about different issues and objectives that affect the youth. But this one will be the best. Yeah, because we're in it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to outline the purpose of the podcast, basically. Highlight myths on vaping. The legislation, what is there and what is not. And then we're going to debate on taxes, good or bad, to tackle youth vaping. Should we be using extortion to stop our young people vaping? Yes, I do. We will discuss and debate. Okay, so Gabriella, can you first give us the definition of what vaping is? Vaping is electronic cigarettes, e-cigarettes, that are battery-powered devices. They heat nicotine mixed with flavorings and other chemicals to create an aerosol that the user inhales. Using e-cigarettes is also known as vaping. Okay, so our next question was, vapes are less harmful to your lungs than cigarettes. Now, this is obviously a very controversial one. So... Many people will say that it seems to just have been like cigarettes back in the day, not enough research, we're not 100% sure. And basically, when the research comes out, we'll know more about it and we'll know the true answer to this question. Is it less harmful? Is it the same? But at the moment, it's showing that it causes similar effects like smoking does. We'll just have to wait it out. And do you really, really want to see if you'll get those health side effects? Not particularly. No, thank you. Out of sight, out of mind. And with a shocking 50-50 split, our last question, vaping helps relieve stress and anxiety, is once again seriously controversial. But does it really help you relax and like soothe your anxiety? Or is it just a placebo? Yeah, I would agree. So our consultation that we did in our last monthly meeting with the HSE showed that actually it increases anxiety and stress rather than reducing it. So to all you vapors out there... How did it feel when losing your vape, especially if you're keeping it from your parents or you're trying to vape without getting caught by teachers at school? Um, Think about it for a second. Very stressful. Okay, guys, so we're going to cover some more myths and legends around vaping, one of which is the no secondhand smoke mindset. So basically, this quick definition means that, oh, well, me vaping doesn't work the same as smoking. So we all know that secondhand smoke is a bad thing due to laws you're obviously not allowed to smoke in the car you're not allowed to smoke in facilities anymore no shops no schools nothing like that and sure you're not seeing anyone smoking in a pub but you can't see that say that about vaping anymore can you exactly it's everywhere so basically yeah secondhand smoke is the same for vaping so due to our in our consultation with the hse basically we got the statistic that when you are taking a hit of your vape, basically, you are inhaling 15% of that vapor. The other 85% is going into the atmosphere and the air that other people are breathing around you. And this applies even if you're zeroing in the vape, you know, when you're like inhaling the air of the vape so that other people don't have to smell it or see it or like even acknowledge it. Or get caught with it. Yeah. Other people are still being affected by the vape, even if you're, you know, breathing in all of those chemicals, you know, food coloring and you're still you're still exhaling 85 percent for other people to inhale yeah next up we have vaping is just water vapor total myth 
Vaping devices produce an aerosol, not water vapor. This aerosol can contain harmful chemicals, including nicotine, which can be addictive and detrimental to your health. What else Um, can it include, Rowan? So we have this issue where the tobacco and vaping companies are advertising vapes as zero nicotine. That isn't the case. They are simply breaking down nicotine into its chemical components and saying the vapes include that. A vape in the EU can contain up to 20 milligrams of vape juice, no matter what it says on the tin. And if you compare that to the vapes that are in America, they have much more. It's very not regulated over there. Yeah. And the small regulations we do have don't do much here either. So, The other thing is your flavorings. So inhaling food coloring. Well, it's safe for consumption, so it's in, it's safe to be inhaled, right? Total myth. So flavorings are just food grade and safe to eat. They're not actually safe to inhale. So the effects of inhaling these substances into the lungs are different from ingesting them in food. Very much harmful. Well, me vaping doesn't affect anyone else. False. Now, Gabriella, I'm going to get you to guess these statistics. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know a little bit about vaping, as both me and you have done the same workshops and done the same research. But if your parents or guardians vape, how many times more likely do you think you are to vape or smoke? Five times. It's three, actually. You are three times more likely if your parents or guardians vape or smoke. Now, your peers or your friends? I don't know, like three or four, maybe. Five times more likely to vape if your peers or your friends. So when you think about your friend group and you think, oh, well, I'm not smoking, I'm not vaping, the peer pressure is still there subconsciously and you are five times more likely. That's more than your parents. Way more than your parents. If you think about it, young people at our age anyway don't want to spend time with their parents. Most don't. So if you think about the time that you spend with your parents compared to the times that you spent with your friends, there's a big difference. Yeah, and if your friends are vaping at school as well, like that's like your entire life. Mm-hmm. Especially in fifth and sixth year, which we are in. Okay, vapes help stop smoking. True. Myth. Really? Vapes are not a licensed medical treatment for addiction. We did hear that in the HSE consultation, we didn't did. we? Nicotine patches, gum, etc. Any of the HSE guidelines for vaping and addiction... Vapes are not licensed medical treatment. What you should do is you should go to your GP and tell them you're going to quit. They will be able to provide you with said supports. Also, the HSE website has these supports listed in full. Vapes are not one of them. I would like to repeat, they are not a licensed medical treatment for addiction to nicotine. Let's move on. Government regulations on vaping. We're now going to explore the government regulations on vaping products, especially concerning young people. Surprise, surprise. Number one, there are no current government regulations on vaping. None. Zip, zada, nada. If a shop or a facility is refusing to sell vapes to under 18 year olds, that is their own opinions. There is no legislation and no laws against people selling under 18. However, they are well within their rights not to sell it to you. They are. That is their choice. I know bringing in legislation on vaping is a touchy topic at the moment. But I think a great example of something for us to do is to look back to the smoking ban in 2004 in public places. Because, I mean, back then, I think Ireland was the last place anyone would expect to ban smoking entirely. And like, okay, I wasn't born then, but you'd never walk into a shop now and you'd be like, to see people smoking, 
you know, no, you're not going into your restaurant and, you know, having to ask for a no smoke room compared to, you know, people vaping, they're vaping on the bus, in restaurants, you know, anywhere you go. Is it really that crazy to to think that a ban on it in like public places wouldn't do the same thing as a smoking ban would? There's definitely, if you think back on how regular it was, and there's a big correlation between vaping and smoking with the nicotine, the addiction, and the sort of, I guess, accessibility that it is. But um, yeah, having that where, if you think about it, back in the day, everyone would have said, God, no, are we going to ban smoking? That you're not going to be able to smoke in public places. But actually, the 2004 public smoking ban got rid of that. And look at what that's done. Yeah, and some of the research we were doing talks about how Ireland wants to be a tobacco-free country by 2025. If you went back... Which currently is not realistic in the slightest, by the way. Any targets they have put towards that, we are failing at. Yeah, but if you think about it, if you went 20 years ago and you were like, yeah, in 20 years we want to be a tobacco-free country entirely, God, someone would laugh at you. So now if you think about it, putting in a similar ban on vaping in public spaces not only brings down the secondhand vape that you get because like I previously said the 85% that other people are inhaling of your tokes um, it could really be beneficial it could be what we need so Gabriella tell us a little bit about this bill because funnily enough the government are actually putting through a bill to try and tackle this issue amongst young people well, well, I mean, I'm glad to see it, obviously, but I'd say everyone's glad to see a bill to put like some legislation in place of vaping because it's really ridiculous when you consider that that you can actually buy a vape under 18 when you consider how much nicotine could be in it. I mean, a five-year-old can still buy, uh, buy a vape by law. Don't you think that's mental? Absolutely mental. And of course, they're marketed to young people, children, all the above, with yeah. wonderful flavors, fruity colors, advertisements on tiktok yeah. instagram well i mean it's absolutely insane that young people because when you look at a vape and you're looking at it and it's flavored what banana kiss or like sunflower ice it looks like a lollipop it's like a lollipop and you're walking into you Lollipops know for teenagers. and you're walking into your like local like corner store and before you look at anything the first thing at the, the till it's not even behind the till it's beside them and it's like raspberry crush and you look at them in their bright flavors and packaging. So and vapes have the same amount of nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. 40 cigarettes. 40 cigarettes. 40 yep. cigarettes in one vape. So if you think about it, if you walk into your corner shop, all of the cigarettes are, are behind the counter. They're yeah. locked up. They're not promoting or advertising towards children. Vapes, they're the first thing you see. And smokes are also 16 quid where vapes are what? Four euro? Do you want to tell us about your online endeavor? So okay. Gabriella went into the dark side for a small period while she was researching for this podcast. And she went online to see what the legislation and sort of the barriers were to buying a vape online. I went a bit undercover, I must admit. Um, da -da -da. Da -da -da. <laughs> but what regulates the what regulates the vape shops online is the tobacco products directive which was brought in by the eu in the mid-2000s but has recently been revised in 2016 and this bill regulation 13 in particular monitors what can and can't be done when selling e-cigarettes and tobacco online and some of the like most important parts of this bill are that you can't bulk buy you can't do same day delivery free delivery you can't you can't put them on sale 
and yet it takes what 15 minutes five minutes even to go online and to enter into your enter into a vaping shop and they're like are you over 18 and it's like who's going on a vape shop and being like nah 15 years old you want to sell tobacco to me realistically who owns a card or an online app that they can pay if you are not over the age of 16 so I understand people's arguments there of like a five-year-old is going to be using, they don't know how to use a parent's credit card to buy a vape. Yeah, but a 14-year-old certainly does. That's fair enough, actually. But to just sit there and look at it and see how these websites are flagrantly breaking EU law and how hard it is to report them. You know, you're going online and you're seeing vapes with 20 milligrams of nicotine in them as much as an entire packet of cigarettes. Okay, guys, so part of this legislation that is coming in is licensing. So this is how basically they're going to keep wraps and find out who is following the law when it comes in and who isn't is licensing. Same as a license for selling alcohol, same as a license for selling tobacco, and same as a license for selling cigarettes. So basically, part of this law is that children over the age of of 15 with proper consent from their parents can be employed to carry out spot checks for an inspector on an establishment and try and buy a vape. They are under the age of 18. So when this law comes in, that will be illegal. 15-year-olds can be employed to do this. A 16-year-old selling it to them because if a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old is a close family member of the retailer, they can legally sell them a vape. So with the legislation that's coming in and the licensing that they're going to start putting on these retailers selling these type of products, basically, if you are legally related, get this, if you are legally related to someone who has a license, whether that be a step brother, a stepmother, your mother, father, any guardian that is legally related Even to you. Even an in-law. It absolutely mental how these politicians can say can like rant on and on and on about how much they care what their words and yet at the end of the day you're still writing into legislation that harms young people it would be insane to see a 16 year old sell legally sell you a beer a 16 year old can't vote yeah so why can they sell vapes in this new legislation we can't vote but we can sell vapes so guys, me and Gabriella are going to show off our debating skills and we are going to do a tiny bit of a debate for basically, basically a for and against of should vape products be taxed. So obviously tax increase may create the incentive for an emergency black market and illicit trade in many secondary schools and towns. So first of all, this is going to elite lead to a loss of tax revenue for the government that is putting this legislation in and wanting to hike up the vapes. It's also going to be more dangerous because the products are going to be unregulated as young people and other sellers are going to be selling them to young people without being properly properly checked. I would argue that rising a tax on vapes, while you definitely have a point when you talk about the black market and illicit, specifically illicit trade within secondary schools, because I'm sure there's secondary schools already doing that. But when you think about it, they, how much are cigarettes? They're like 16 quid. And people are still buying those. A vape's a lot cheaper than a cigarette, even with tax on it. Yes, but young people who are starting off on a job and are 16 and earn minimum wage are they seriously going to 
they're, if they're addicted, if they're addicted to nicotine, which is in the vapes, are they? Do you seriously think that they are going to not buy it just because it goes up in price? No, they're going to spend all their money on these vapes products. They're addicted. There's no way that hiking up the price is going to change that. Well, I mean, when you think about vapes in comparison to to cigarettes, the taxing on cigarettes has only led to the decrease in tobacco use over the years. It's only since vaping has gotten on the market that tobacco use has started has started to halt instead of decline. So if we tax vapes like we do cigarettes, maybe the same thing will happen. I mean, a higher tax on the vape will stop young people from experimenting with vaping. They might not start, which would be a good thing all around, don't you think? Yes, but as we previously talked about, they are 5% more likely if their peers or friends do. And so if you're talking about that, so let's say they do start. Excessive taxes are going to undermine product safety because consumers may turn to cheaper standard products where prices are high. Young people who are already at risk of accessing vape products through illegal channels may be more likely to obtain unregulated, potentially dangerous products if the prices are high. Because they're not going to go to the local corner shop who's following the regulations because their license could be taken away from them, decreasing their profits. They're going to go to an illegal, either black market scheme in their town, someone selling it locally, or they're going to go online. Hmm. Well, it's definitely a topic up for debate. I mean, will vape it, will raising the taxes on vaping actually do anything? Well, to conclude, I just really hope that people are careful around like the myths and legends around vaping. Yeah, we really hope that today you guys learned something new, some new information that you didn't know surrounding vapes. And remember, it's always important to to stay involved, you know, read about vaping legislation, read about any legislation, really. As it develops, of course. Yeah. So basically, I just wanted to quickly touch on how this came up. So Donegal Youth Council holds their AGM every year. This year it's going to be called the Youth Conference. And last year we had over 100 young people vote on topics that they wanted us to tackle. And the number one that came back was vaping. Drugs, alcohol, tobacco and vaping, but specifically vaping. So guys, as part of this campaign, we sent a letter to the Minister for Health saying we're very, very glad as a youth council, as Donegal Youth Council, to see this legislation come in. But issues are not being addressed like the ban of flavors, the ban of advertisement, plain packaging. If you look at vaping products today, they have loads of different colors, crazy shapes. It is advertising to young people. So more plain packaging. If you look at cigarettes and a ban on vaping in public spaces, just like the smoking ban that came about in 2004. We are yet to hear back from the Minister for Health on this letter and these issues that we have raised. This legislation is important, but so is using your own voice to tell your TDs, the people surrounding you, what's important. Legislation is not enough. Public awareness and education has to run in parallel to this. You stay informed. Donegal Youth Council is going to be putting up polls regularly to get questions and discussion points from young people to talk about on this podcast. So please stay in touch. Interact with the posts and polls. The more feedback we can get, the better. Let us hear your voice, your opinions, your issues. At the end of the day, we are your representatives. Okay, guys. So please subscribe to all our social medias, particularly Instagram, which will be our main feed of communication to you guys. And 
Follow this podcast for future episodes, future discussions, and future issues. Stay tuned for our next episode. Remember to use your voice. See you soon. This is Gabriella and Ryan Buchanan signing off.